Hey guys, welcome back to Wrestling With Life. This is your host, M. Led, on the mic. Today, guys, we're talking self-acceptance. We're talking about genuinely accepting ourselves for all of our messy, all of the things that we historically have not liked about ourselves. It's not about being delusional. It's not about lying to yourself about the ways that you could improve, but it's about looking at the qualities that are part of you to your core and embracing them rather than shaming yourself and judging yourself for being you, okay? We're going to start with a quote because I've missed giving you guys quotes and I need to get back into it. We're going to start off with that and then I'm going to dive into eight key truths that I have for you that are going to help you work towards and actually practice actively accepting yourself, okay? I've spent a lot of time in these last two weeks slowing down and really sitting with myself. And something that I've realized is, you know, I spent about the last year in therapy, really confronting my demons, like really identifying what it is that what it is that I am and and who I want to be and changing things to get to that place. But what I have really failed to do is to accept truth that I've uncovered about myself that I just can't change. There are parts of your personality, there are parts of the way that you are wired that you cannot change. As much as you want to pretend to be something that you're not, as much as you want to hide those parts about yourself, at the end of the day, you won't be able to, right? There are things that you cannot change about yourself that are part of who you are. And so rather than spending your life hating those things about yourself, if you truly want peace with yourself, if you truly want to accept who you are, you're going to have to learn to accept those things about yourself. And spoiler alert, you might even be able to see those things as your biggest strength rather than the things that you think are wrong with you. Okay, so let's get into it, y'all. Okay, so this quote that I have for you, I have seen it all over Instagram, and I don't know who I can give credit to for this quote, so sorry, I don't I don't know who this is by, but it's just so freaking good. Once I read it to you, you'll understand why I'm using it. The discomfort we feel when we see another person dancing, singing, expressing themselves, walking confidently, crying, sharing their truth, making money, loving themselves, dot, 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 that discomfort belongs to us. Our discomfort is not a demand for that person to be smaller. It is a call for us to heal. That might have just called some of you out. I'm calling myself out with that quote. What if I told you that the way that you judge others, the way that you cringe at other people, actually has nothing to do with them, but has everything to do with you and how you've been conditioned to see the world? I don't know who I'm calling out, but I'm calling out someone. I can feel it energetically. This truth right here leads into my number one key truth that I need you to embrace as you're working to accept yourself, okay? Our judgment of others reveals how we judge ourselves. We judge in others things that we haven't yet accepted about ourselves. I actually have a story for you guys to illustrate this point. The building that I work at is pretty close to a bunch of different restaurants. So on my lunch break, I'll take the same road typically to get to this heap of restaurants, right? Especially in the summer, when I took this specific road, I would always see the same woman on the street. She'd be walking down the sidewalk, she'd have headphones on, 
and she would be acting like she was in a Broadway musical. Like I'm talking belting her heart out, singing this song. And not only that, but like dance moves, the animation, the twirls, the looking up into the middle distance. Like she was putting on a freaking production. And I remember the first time I saw that, I was like, that lady has to be on drugs. I was like, that woman is on drugs. And I remember talking to my coworkers about it. And that was their initial reaction too. But over time, as I observed this woman, she always was dressed well. She was clean. Like she was just in her own little world, like doing her own little thing. You can judge her and say maybe she had something, you know, off with her personality wise, whatever. You can judge it however you want to judge it. But how I see it and how my coworkers and I came to see it after seeing it multiple times is we just decided that like regardless of what's going on with that woman, she doesn't give a fuck. She does not care what a single person on that busy ass street thinks when they see her. She doesn't care what they think of her. She's completely free. She's living in her own little world where she is the star of a Broadway musical And she's happy. Like, you should see the joy on this person's face. And you might be sitting over there being like, Emily, this woman's clearly on drugs. Guys, I promise you, like, watching her a certain number of times, I was like, damn, she knows something. She's figured something out that I haven't figured out yet. And she's in bliss and she's free. Society has conditioned us to believe that when someone feels these crazy emotions that they are unstable or that they're weak. When in reality, we are all capable of that same emotion, we just repress it. There's nothing wrong with people who feel those emotions. We're just judging them because that's what we've been taught to think, right? And what's so interesting is you can apply this concept and this reality to literally anything that you judge about anybody else. That actually leads me into my truth number two. The things that you don't like about yourself are neither good nor bad. It's just what you've conditioned to believe. Like you're conditioned to believe something is good or bad about you. You know, over the years, like you've had inputs from your parents, from the people in your community, from your friends, from maybe the business world or, you know, whatever industry that you work in, from school, from the internet, from literally so many different stimulus and inputs you have heard from all of these different people on what's okay what's not okay what's good what's bad and when we're young we don't really get to decide for ourselves what that is because we're guided by older people right so we form these beliefs and these agreements and these ideas really really early and sometimes we never revisit them to decide what we actually believe is good or bad. So that's a really freeing truth is number two is like you get to decide what is good or bad. You get to really create your own reality. This also leads really perfectly into my number three point, which is all about the reframe, baby. Okay, what if I told you that literally every negative thing that you've ever thought about yourself can translate into something really beautiful and really positive. I'm going to start off with my own personal example. So I tend to hold myself and carry myself as a very strong, composed person. I have done this for all of my life. And I have reserved my really ugly crying and my emotions for 
the people that I'm closest with and that I know I can trust and that won't judge me. And that might sound like a very, you know, normal thing. I think a lot of us actually do this. And I don't think there's necessarily anything wrong with being selective about who you open up to, right? But the reason that I have done this, and I can only speak from my personal experience here, is that I believe to my core, I have believed for a really long time that I'm over-emotional, that I'm a really ugly crier. And to be honest, I am. Like, I can accept that about myself. I am an ugly crier. And I've believed that if I feel these big feelings in front of people, it will be too much for them, that it will make them run away, that they will judge me. And the reason I fear that is because I judge myself. Somewhere along the way, I have formed this belief that I am somehow less because I am deeply feeling and sensitive and emotional. And how I have how I am reframing it, because this is a work in progress, guys, this is many, many years of conditioning that I am still undoing. How I'm working to shift this is no, I'm not over emotional. No, I'm not oversensitive. I am actually brave enough to let these really big emotions pass through and process them. I am a human. I am a human freaking being who has valid emotions and who feels really big. And not only do I feel really big negative emotions, I also have the capacity to feel amazing, beautiful, positive emotions like joy. Like I can't tell you the feeling that I get when I watch the sunrise or the sunset and I can feel the breeze and I can hear the sounds of nature and I'm looking around me and I'm surrounded by people that I love. I can't even verbalize the electric feeling, the feeling of like oneness with the earth that goes through me when I experience that, right? And having those big emotions also gives me the ability and has created such a deep emotional intelligence within me. Like this quality about myself has caused me to get curious about why I am the way I am. And it's helped me to articulate it, right? To be sitting here talking to you about it. So basically, I am pushing myself to look at this thing that I have believed for so long is not a good thing about myself and to see it as something beautiful. And honestly, as I'm sitting here talking to you, I'm like, holy shit, it is really beautiful. And it's important to know that not everybody in life is going to see this thing about me as positive. The truth of the matter is that People are going to be projecting their own beliefs, their own conditioning, their own insecurities and how they see the world onto me and onto you for the rest of time. And we're going to be doing the same thing to other people. Okay, so it's really important to know that at the end of the day, how you see this thing about yourself is the only thing that matters because if you look outside yourself, you're always going to find opposition. You'll always find conflicting opinions. So it's really, really important that you're the person who has peace with this thing about yourself. I have some other examples for you here of how you can reframe a quote-unquote negative thing that you think about yourself. So shift I am over-emotional to no, I am highly empathetic and I get to experience all of the positive and negative emotions of life. You can shift I am too much to no, I'm comfortable in my own skin. You can shift, I'm really, really quiet and really, really shy to, you know what? No, I actually prefer to observe 
and let people earn my trust over time. I'm not concerned with being the center of attention or being the loudest person in the room and no shade to those people, but that's just not me and this is how I operate. You can shift I am awkward to I don't know how to act all the time because I don't feel the need to perform or people please. So I'm just going to allow myself to be awkward and not judge myself for that. You can shift I'm not successful by the world's standards to, you know what? No, I'm carving my own path because enjoyment is more important to me than money. You can shift I am too sensitive to it's really important to me that I know my people respect me. So when something bothers me, I'm going to share that with that person so that I can make sure we have a mutual respect and that I'm not taking this thing that I'm feeling too literally. You can shift I am bossy or too headstrong to I have a knack for leadership skills and I can work on being more open-minded so that I can take other people's perspectives into account. You can shift I don't have that many friends to it's important to me that I can trust and deeply know every single person in my circle. It's more important for me to have quality friends than a quantity of friends. Guys, you can literally do this with anything that you think is negative about yourself. And if you can't, then what you're identifying is a change that you want to make in yourself that you are capable of making. So if you don't like that you're overweight and you're not healthy, you can do things to shift that negative view of yourself, right? If you don't like the way that you snap at your mom or your dad or your sister or your boyfriend, you can work on changing that thing about yourself, okay? If you're identifying something that you can change and you want to change it, by all means, change it. This works for hard truths about yourself, how you tend to operate your default settings that no matter how many times you've tried to change or that you've tried to hide or cover up, you can't because at the end of the day, it's part of who you are. When you learn to reframe, when you learn to look at these negative quote unquote things about yourself as your strengths and as your positives, and then you can learn to leverage them to help you to live your life in a way that you're proud of and that's true to you, don't underestimate how amazing and powerful that is, okay? So that was number three. Okay, number four, know the difference between intellectualizing your emotions and reality versus actually feeling them and experiencing them, okay? This is a realization that I have had lately. You can spend all the time in the world, you know, going to therapy and getting to know yourself and understanding why you are the way you are. But if you don't then make an effort to accept these things about yourself, like what we're talking about right now, then you never truly give yourself permission to be you, right? You become this like self-improvement project where you're always constantly looking for how you can be better or what you can do more of or how you can change yourself. And you are not a self-improvement project, babe. There are things about you that you hate that make you someone else's favorite person, okay? And I say that with all the sincerity in the world. You are not something that is broken and needs fixed. I'm not saying that you haven't gone through some shit. I'm not saying that there's not room for you to heal. I'm not saying that there are probably things about yourself that you don't like that you can change, okay? I'm not saying any of that. What I am saying 
is that you need to recognize when you are doing too much and when you are being too hard on yourself. The reason that I have slowed down these last couple weeks is because I have intellectualized the shit out of my emotions and then I've done nothing with that intellectualization. I haven't applied it in the way that I really could to my everyday life. I realized this when I was opening up for the first time to someone who I've been getting closer to. And as I started to cry to them, I couldn't even look them in the face. I couldn't even show them my tears. I had so much shame and embarrassment for feeling, for being messy, for being honest and vulnerable about how much I was struggling with something. And that really just made me realize, wow, like I know like factually, you know, I've intellectualized who I am and that I'm deeply feeling, but I haven't fully given myself permission to be that. So this number four is huge, you guys. Once you identify who you are and these things that you can accept about yourself, you have to actually give yourself permission to be that. Okay, number five is the voice inside your head is not actually you. That is your ego talking, baby. And the ego seeks approval, accolades, validation, and being right or even better than other people. And this is not to say that your ego is the enemy because we need our ego, right? This goes back to the concept of the id, ego, and superego. So the id is our subconscious. It is the darkest, most inner desires of our heart and of our body that seeks pleasure. It's what drives our hunger and our thirst and our need for sex, right? It's that I have needs that need to be satisfied. And then we have our superego, which is our conscious world. So that's the world that we're experiencing outside of our bodies. And the superego is putting pressure on us to conform to society, to fit into society, to be an acceptable member, to have a good reputation, right? And where our id is trying to keep us alive and seek pleasure and have our basic needs met, our superego is actually doing the same thing. It's trying to keep us safe and survive in the context of society. And the id and the superego actually explains the war that we all find ourselves in, right? We are constantly at war with ourselves because we have these innate needs and drives. And then we also have the part of us that wants to survive in the context of our world today. Thus enters the ego. The ego is what is mediating at all times between the id and the superego. So it is helping us to survive. And that means that we have to find some sort of significance, right? To fit into society and to get our basic needs met, the ego tells us that we have to do something that matters. So that's why it seeks approval and accolades and validation and being right slash better. It's really, really important to not hate the ego, to not see the ego as the enemy, but also to recognize that that's our instinct. It's not actually us. So when the ego has that little voice in your head that's talking and is saying, oh, you should do this, you should do that, this will make people like you, this will make you seem like you're successful, this will make people say nice things about you, this will make people approve of you, that's the ego trying to get you to survive, but it's not you, babe. It's a tool, but it's not necessarily always right. It's not always right. And it's going to tell you things that aren't always true because it has a need for self-importance. 
A truth that you have to accept is that you are no better than anybody else. You don't have it more figured out than anybody else does. Nobody actually knows the right answers about anything, right? It's very humbling when you realize that you are one of 8 billion people on this planet who is just trying to figure it out. And your ego, that little voice inside your head, is not foolproof. It's not always right. When you recognize that that little voice that's always telling you that you're not enough or that you should do this or you should do that or that, you know, you should listen to what this person said or you should really care what this person thinks. When you realize that that little voice isn't you, you're free because you can talk back to the ego. And that's when we talk about putting our thoughts on trial. That's the same thing. So you're kind of putting the ego on trial. You're recognizing, okay, you're just trying to keep me safe. You're just trying to help me survive. Thank you, ego. But you're also not always right all the time. And you have a lot of different stimulus and inputs that are influencing how you talk to me. But I'm going to get to decide ultimately what I believe is truth and what I don't. Okay, this leads really perfectly into number six. Because the ego is driving so many of our choices and is trying to keep us safe, right? This oftentimes causes us to put on a facade. We kind of create this image of who we want to be that we think is going to keep us safe and help us survive. We've talked at this point, like how we've gotten to the place where we're conditioned to believe the things that we do. A lot of that comes from our superego, right? Society telling us what we need to do to be safe and be chosen. Because at the end of the day, our ancestors were just trying to survive, right? It's like that pack mentality. So we believe that all of this noise from the world that's telling us what we should do and what we should be is truth, right? That causes us to put on a facade, to try to fit in, to try to be one with the pack. And what's really cool is as evolved human beings, we actually get to choose self-acceptance in living our lives however the frick we want to live it because we don't have to fit into a pack to survive anymore, right? So where are you fronting? What facade are you putting on? Every single one of us does this in some capacity. And this isn't about shame. This isn't about judgment. You're doing what you have to do to survive, right? But what you sacrifice by putting that facade on is freedom. You sacrifice self-acceptance. The way that you carry yourself, the image that you try to project, the things that you try to get people to believe about you, that is actually what is holding you back so freaking much from actually accepting yourself. So recognize what ways do you front? You can get a pen and paper and write this down. What ways do you front? This will help you to get a really clear look at what parts of yourself you still haven't accepted, right? If you can identify the ways that you're fronting, you can identify what you're trying to cover up. And whatever that is, is whatever you haven't accepted about yourself. So that was number six. Number seven, this is such a good one. The spotlight is not on you, babe. The spotlight is not on you. We all have this weird belief, every single one of us. That we are the main character, not only in our story, but everyone else's story. And it's just so inaccurate. It's so not correct. When you realize that nobody is hounding you more than you're hounding you, no one else is thinking about all the dumb shit that you said, all the silly things that you've done, all the ways that you failed. Nobody is thinking about that more than you. I'm not taking away from the fact that, yeah, there's probably been people in your life who have said some really hurtful, harmful shit to you. I'm not taking away from that. But no one is continuously believing those things and pounding that into your brain more than you. 
when you realize that there's not a spotlight on you. I like to call that freedom, baby. And this leads really, really well into my eighth and final point. Embrace the cringe, okay? Stop taking yourself so freaking seriously. And I am saying this to myself as much as I am saying it to you, okay? I really, really struggle to laugh at myself. And I think part of the reason why I have beat myself up so much over the years about the things that I haven't done perfectly or the ways I failed messed up is because I don't embrace the cringe because I take myself so incredibly seriously and the spotlight's not on me. No one is taking me as seriously as I am, right? So stop taking yourself so seriously. It's okay to mess up. It's okay to fail. It's okay to be a freaking weirdo. And like we talked about earlier, not everybody is going to like you. Not everybody is going to look at your authentic self and mesh with you, just like you wouldn't mesh with every single other person you meet, right? So it's just so important to allow yourself to fail, allow yourself to be cringy, allow yourself to take risks and to put yourself in positions that end up messy. And I am really, really going to start working on this. This is something that identified that I've identified I really, really struggle with. And I realize I need to stop taking everything so freaking seriously. We get one life, guys. We get one freaking shot at this thing. And I don't want to spend it tiptoeing and being so hard on myself and overanalyzing everything and trying to live in this like perfect cookie cutter way that ensures that, you know, I'm never failing, never making a mistake. And you shouldn't either. I don't really think that's living at all. I want to close out with an example of what it looks like when you reach self-acceptance like what it feels like when you really know yourself okay like I said there's always going to be haters there's always going to be people judging you but listen to this example because it really really illustrates well how none of that shit matters when you approve of you okay I've seen this example all over social media so I'm not really sure who to credit the original idea to but just know that it's not my original thought Say that you're walking down the street, okay, and a stranger passes by you and looks at you and goes, ew, I hate your blue hair. Your blue hair is so freaking ugly. It's disgusting. I don't know why you would have blue hair. It's gross. You suck. Bye. And continues down the sidewalk. Imagine that that happens to you. What's your reaction going to be, okay? And this is assuming you don't have blue hair. You're going to be like, what the fuck? (laughs) Is this dude okay? Like, is he on drugs? Like, what is going on? I don't have blue hair. This is the same reaction you will have if somebody comes at you about something that you've already accepted about yourself. When you know who you are and other people start to judge you and say like, oh, your sensitivity is a bad thing, you have the same reaction because you're like, oh no, I'm, I'm not overly sensitive. I actually have a really amazing power to like feel my emotions deeply and to empathize with other people and you're no longer triggered by the criticism. And so when you accept yourself, when you see parts of yourself that you always thought of as bad, as good, even when other people project onto you, right? Because that's all they're doing is they're projecting onto you. All they're doing is telling you how they've been conditioned and how they see the world You're just communicating that you no longer buy it. You don't believe that your blue hair is ugly. You don't even believe that you have blue hair. Like the concept is completely detached from you. You're not attached to 
how this other person views you because you've decided how you view you. I hope that makes sense. This analogy is just so powerful to me and I really think that's like the key takeaway that I want you guys to get out of today is that criticisms from other people, projections from other people, they're literally going to bounce off of you when you decide to accept yourself. It doesn't matter if you have all the love and acceptance from everyone else in the world if you don't love yourself because you're never going to believe any of the validation from other people truly at your core unless you genuinely believe those things about yourself too. You guys, self-acceptance is a journey and I think it's something that all of us will have to work towards our entire lives and we're human and we're flawed and we're messy and there's always going to be things that we don't like about ourselves and that we probably want to change about ourselves and that's okay. But know the difference between trying to fundamentally change who you are versus changing habits that you have that you don't like. I hope that this episode helps you to accept yourself deeper. Know that you don't have blue hair, that anything that other people want to project onto you is simply that. It's simply a projection and that you get to decide what you think about yourself And if you accept yourself or not. And I genuinely hope and pray that this is the year that you stop intellectualizing these things that you know about yourself and that you start giving yourself permission to be who you are. Let's get out there. Let's RKO the shit of life. Keep wrestling with life, you guys. Take one day at a time over and out. (laughs) 